Hey, we got another episode here of Femi and Ferrari coming to you on this nice Thursday, September 5th. Mike, how you doing today? I, I'm doing good. You know, it's kind of that excitement for the NFL. My and gosh. It, they go all year. I, they have the NFL calendar. But when you get into game week and, and you, you know you're going to be watching football now until January, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. You know, they always, the teams always say, we only get 16 of these. And as fans, that's right. how it is as well with our jobs and everything. It's You get all the build-up, the OTAs, the training camp, all that stuff. But we're here. Yeah. and you It's w- awesome. You wonder, uh, someone, a friend of mine said to me today, so what's your prediction for the season? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? And I just looked at him and said, you know what? Anybody who does that is a fool. <laughs> I, I, because, first of all, it's really hard it is. to know. But I, I think so much is based on injuries. Really, what, I mean, yeah. if Aaron Rodgers goes down against the Bears and their season, forget the Packers are even having a chance. That guy is a straw that stirs the drink there in yeah. Green Bay. So I remember when the Seahawks went to Super Bowl 48, they had so few injuries that year. So few. And that that's a big, big reason why teams do well. It is. Well, get ready to call me a fool because I've just tweeted out my predictions just oh, you, moments ago. I didn't know that. I just turned it on. It makes it all the much not, better. I can't, I can't. Okay, lay it on me. Who did yeah. you predict? I have Eagles over Chiefs in the Super Bowl. See, that's legit. That like, is, looking I'm, at everything you have there. I'm, I'm a little worried because that's become like the sexy, trendy kind of pick. You know, everyone mm-hmm. – because I've been on the Eagles for a while here, which, and it pains me to say this being – uh, being being a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, yeah. it really pains me that, to say that. I know, that, for you but, to, to do that. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be objective here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're loaded. Wentz is back. We'll see if he stays healthy, right. speaking of injuries. Exactly. When he got, they were rolling along until he got yeah, hurt against the Rams. They were. And then, well, so we'll see what happens with that. But if they stay healthy, I feel like they're deep. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have, in my opinion, maybe the best quarterback in the league in Mahomes. Yep. Uh, Andy Reid's an excellent coach. And I think the Eagles, they, they take him down in the Super Bowl. There's the the one thing for me though is that I I am just not an Andy Reid believer. Yeah, I I don't. There's just something about some of his teams they they lack a little bit of discipline. There's yeah. there's always something a, a little crack there with Andy Reid teams that I, maybe it's different this year. Maybe maybe they they and, do well. But you know they came here last December and the Seahawks absolutely schooled them. Yeah, uh, and and they should have been more ready for that game than I think they were. It's one of those things that each coach kind of has their weaknesses. Right. And Andy Reid's weakness, which is game management and clock management, we can all see that. So it ends up knocking him down. Because, you know, some coach, maybe it might be play calling or game planning. Mm -hmm. He's excellent at those things. but yes, one Which we think is the simplest thing would be clock management. He seems like he's in the the bottom tier when it comes to that. People say, like, (laughs) if if you've ever seen John Mayer in concert, that it just seems like you're just looking at him and his guitar because sometimes he doesn't talk. He just seems to be up there with the guitar. <laughs> sometimes I look at Andy Reid. I'm like, it's just him and his headset. <laughs> yep. You know, figuring out what's going to happen. <laughs> He's got but, the, the big Waffle House menu style <laughs> play sheet that he, <laughs> he calls from. <laughs> we have a Waffle House menu in the sports office. So <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully he's not looking at that this season and yeah. they can get to the Super Bowl. But the Seahawks, though, they start things off on Sunday right. taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. I actually think the Seahawks won the division this year, Mike. I, think I don't that, know how you feel about them, but yeah, I feel good. I, I think the Rams are, are good. And those, those two teams, whenever they play each other, and that was one, you know, you start kind of dialing into the schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. Boy, they got to play Arizona. And never, it doesn't matter what the constitution of the roster is for either of those teams. They just beat the hell out of each other. They're they Cardinals and Seahawks. They got to play the Cardinals in Arizona and then turn around and four days later play the Rams here. That's I mean, that easy. that's a, I mean, thank goodness they have 10 days off after. <laughs> yeah. How do you survive that? 
yeah. I think maybe if you're in that in the offices over there in, in Renton, how do you get through those first five games? How do you look after that? Because their buy is late yeah. this year, which is good. Their buy's at a good spot. But I mean that's kinda like a mini buy, they call it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think they definitely have a chance to win the division. I mean, based on everything they have. And, and if Ansa and Clowney get rolling, yeah, it could be a lot of fun. And then by that time, after those five games, you get a fresh Jaron Reed coming back too. Yeah, we spoke with Ansa earlier today at mm-hmm. the facility, and he said, hey, me and Clowney together, it speaks for itself. Right. Those guys are confident. They're, they look like they're ready to go off the edge, which is important, especially in those first five games with Jaron Reed right. being suspended for six. And that's going to definitely, that fill, that's a hole right there in the middle of the defense. But if Puna Ford can play and continue to build off right. of the preseason that he had, they should be in decent shape to kind of survive those first six games. Puna's been proving everybody wrong. I mean, he's he got is, he's the leverage yeah. guy. He's 5'10". I mean, he was the, SC, uh, the, the Big, Big 12, 12 defensive player. Yeah. Right? I mean, that guy's awesome. And yep. he does it quietly. He just kind of does his job. Um, he, he's one of those guys that the scouts say he's a – a trash can full of dirt. It's right. just hard to move. And everybody passed <laughs> on him. You know, luckily the Seahawks picked him up. So yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it should be fun. You know, Seahawks, they're taking on the Bengals mm-hmm. this Sunday. You'll be at the game right. there. I mean, what are you looking forward to seeing with that one? I want to see how Russell uh, connects with his receiving core. I think John Ursu is a guy that people are going to come away from this first game and just be blown away by. Uh, he, he studies a lot of Doug Baldwin tape. He's got the same build. You do a double take sometimes. Um, I, I think that's a guy because Baldwin for so many years was was Russell's, Russell's safety net, and he didn't have that a lot last year when Baldwin was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Lockett's going to do what Tyler Lockett does. Uh, uh, if if Disley gets rolling along too, there was a wonderful connection with those guys the first month of last season. Yeah. Uh, before before Will got hurt, so I want I want to see how the passing game works because you need that with a running game too. You got to keep the defenses off balance. So uh, we know what Chris Carson is going to do. I, I'm always excited to see what a second-year guy like Rashad Penny can do with what he learned. Yeah. Uh, I will miss watching Mike Davis. You could you could sit there on the sideline and watch him loosen up a defense because he would just run right at him. I mean, just tire them down. He's with the Bears. You know, good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's got to be someone else's job and. Always interesting. How many weeks will CJ Procise last without yeah. getting hurt? I hope for him is plays all the games. We saw what he did in New England on a Sunday night. It is unbelievable. Yeah. I tweeted out, I believe it was during the the game down in LA. I almost wanted to call them San Diego. Right. Uh, the yeah. preseason game sure. against the Chargers. I still do that, by And way. I tweeted out that I think Procise is the most talented running sure. back on the roster. He Agreed. is so good. He has all the tools of the modern running back of being able to catch out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Heck, he can run around, so I'm sure, if you put him out wide as a split end. And, yeah. you know, he runs with good vision, and he's very decisive and everything. And if he somehow, who knows, I mean, they're going to have to knock on all the wood in the right. Northwest to see if he can stay healthy <laughs> for 16 games. Because if you can work him in with Carson, I mean, people are down on Penny a little bit because of mm-hmm. what happened last year. He wasn't very good, and... And Carson, I mean, to be honest, is I think it's just a better running back than right. he is. Yeah. But if you can then get pro size, that even adds to what they want to do even more with the establishing the run. And I know mm-hmm. that's kind of a point of contention here for a lot of right. a lot of fans here. There's the whole like, oh, do we run the ball more or should we let Russell kind of let it rip? And right. I mean, if they can find that happy medium, it can be a pretty explosive offense with DK Metcalf. We haven't even mentioned him. Right. That's the guy everyone's excited to see. He had knee surgery a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
But he said today that he's 100%, feels ready to go, and we're going to see him uh, come Sunday against the Bengals. Yeah, he, he caught one preseason pass and then had the injury and stuff. We saw what he did in college. He was injured often in college. Yeah. But he is that that target I think they've looked for for years, that big guy that can just basically be a toss-up on the uh, – Russell can toss a ball up, and he's going to be the guy that wins that. I mean, they've had a lot of smaller, speedy receivers that have done well, Doug Baldwin – Golden Tate, guys like that, that could, you know, go. I mean, Tyler Lockett's a little guy, but I mean, no one can catch him, right? Yeah. But a guy like that could be a difference maker. But it's hard for rookie receivers to really make an impact right away in year one. But you know what? This team does things differently. And hopefully, I'm eating my words here shortly. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited to see him play, see what he does. Because it is different. The speed's different. Uh, These guys are trying to knock you out of the game, pretty much. I mean, in the NFL. So, especially if you're a rookie. Yeah, it, it, it is a collision sport. It's not yeah. a contact sport. No, God. It is a collision sport. And yeah. I think on the other side of the ball with the defense, a lot of people are the, – the biggest question mark has to be the defensive backs. The secondary, right. there's some inexperienced guys back there. It's a young unit outside of Bradley McDougald, who's kind of now the elder statesman mm-hmm. that back there kind of directing the traffic. And I was speaking with our sports photographer, Paul, saying, right. like, hey, that's probably their weakest link if you could mm-hmm. point to one. But – I'm not sure they're going to get tested on Sunday with A.J. Green being out. Right. The Bengals do have a couple other weapons, but they're without their marquee guy. And to be quite honest, I mean, they're probably one of the two or three worst teams in the league. Yeah, it's a good team to start out against. It if, really if your is. defense in the secondary is a little shaky. Bradley, though, as you progress this season, he's going to have his head on a swivel. I mean, yeah. making sure guys are where they need to be. And how odd is it that here we are talking about the back end of the defense being the weakest part of the yep. defense after all the years we've had of Hall you know, of dominance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I like Marquise Blair. I think I, I liked yeah. him when they drafted him. I, I thought he's got kind of that nasty edge, which I think you need to have. I mean, just to survive in that NFL. Yeah. But to have a guy like that that just wants to play and knock people's heads off, That's, <laughs> you know, I don't say I don't say yeah. it lightly, but you know, just just yeah. you know, get after people. He had a couple of penalties, yeah. a couple in the preseason, but uh, he had a lot when he was in college at Utah. Yeah. So we'll see how he does, but it, it, it it's a perfect game to start the season and at home. They don't normally start no. at home. It's been you know few and far between home openers because last year they they had two road games to start. Which is difficult. And, and that is difficult, yeah. And why, when it's the nicest weather of the year up here? I <laughs> yeah. think it might be raining on Sunday, but uh, regardless, it won't be cold and rainy like a December. Definitely. Sunday, so Yeah, last year they started in two just extremely tough environments. Yeah. At Denver, which in September, you're never going to beat the Broncos in, in Denver because nope. you're still adjusting to getting your your game legs, and then you, here you got to go play in the altitude. Yeah. And then at Chicago with what they did last year, that, that was, was probably a, the best defense in the league. Yeah. But, yeah, it's this year – Ten straight home openers the Seahawks have won. It's really just remarkable wow, that's a how, good stat. how they're able to just kind of dominate teams at home. The crowd is always juiced up. They're fired up. Do you have a prediction for Sunday? Do you, for, like like a score? a score? I think the Seahawks are going to win. The Vegas has the line at nine and a half. Right. Seahawks are Oh, they cover no problem. No problem. I don't. I think they win by two touchdowns. There you go, folks. Go take yeah. your money to Vegas. Mike yeah. approved. Oh, well, gosh, yeah. I'll give you $5 a bet. We'll see yeah. where it goes. I have a funny story about Vegas. And like, I was down there for a wedding once. I haven't been there that much. And one of my college buddies got married. And I went and bet like $20 on an SEC football game. Yeah. And I, I think I, I think they won. And I went to collect. It wasn't that much because I really didn't play the, a big one. And there was a guy in front of me. 
that just the lady was at the window just like doing stacks of bills to hand him <laughs> like he must have bet big money on something <laughs> some sort of party. And I was there with my little like $20 ticket to claim like maybe 30 bucks or I don't even know what it was and I was like thank you <laughs> just you yeah. see how much money is gambled right it's and, incredible it's and, un- and now it's becoming legal across right. a bunch of states Oregon just got it I think mm-hmm. Indiana might have just got it this week yeah. or so who knows if we said let's go to yeah. Indiana and gamble, right. Right? <laughs> yeah. I guess you need a reason to go there you go Oregon's not too short of a trip <laughs> no, that's true <laughs> you yeah. Yeah, right, right? good but, donuts on there so. yeah you talked about college game a lot of big college football games mm. SEC is involved in those LSU Texas on Saturday right. that'll be on our channel uh, ABC or Como for those of you who are watching locally and you know, I think there's a Clemson, Texas A and M. Right, that's another big game. But here locally, we got Washington and Cal. Right, which was the, the Cal game last year was kind of the start of the of uh, it was like almost like the the flushing out of the offense being scrutinized because right. it was it, it was shaky a little bit last year, especially for having an experienced quarterback. The UW defense didn't give up a touchdown and still lost the game. Mm-hmm. Browning threw that pick six. I believe it was Hayner that might have thrown the pick yeah, six after Hayner, Browning was yeah. benched. But uh, it was it was just not a good showing down there in Berkeley. Huskies, though, got to try to get some revenge because Cal's coming in. They're pretty confident. Yeah, and it's they're weird to have confident. a Pac-12 game in week Sex, two. Game, it, yeah. It's it's kind of bizarre. You know, you're usually wait and you have your patsies on the schedule. You come mm-hmm. in and get tuned up. And, you know, Justin Wilcox, who is the head coach at Cal, used yeah. to be the defensive coordinator here under Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. He's a good defensive guy. I don't think Cal's offense has quite the, the horses they need no. to, to come up here and win. Uh, and Jacob Eason was incredible. I mean, against Eastern Washington, I know. That's why everybody's going to qualify but, but, that. But Eastern's a good – that's the right. top five FCS program. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, you're, it you're not just playing Northern Colorado. No. The Cougs have this week. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're playing Eastern Washington. But he, he looked really calm, confident, poised. He had good connection with his receivers. Um, you know, I, and I think you could say that both about both quarterbacks in this state, Anthony yeah. Gordon as well. But um, – Going against Cal in that defense, I think everybody's going to come away from that game being like, well, Easton really is pretty solid. And, yeah. and if you go look up ever, if you want to see Easton on a dime to Tennessee on oh my, that last that play, throw, right? oh my goodness. I've never seen a ball thrown more precisely on any level, in that, my opinion. Just, uh, he has fantastic. He has a special arm. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. You, you When you watch him play, you get why he was the top quarterback in the country sure. coming out of high school went to Lake Stevens here locally you get he has the 6'5", six, 6'6", six, I think he might be 6'6", six, six actually yeah, and big so dude. like big dude, tall in the pocket, kind of just is throwing missiles out there, but I really want to see him against this Cal defense you know, he yeah. he struggled a little bit in the SEC uh, but he was a young player played immediately almost mm-hmm. um, I wish he got a little more tune-up, some a couple more tune-up games, kind of, right. maybe if Hawaii was this week and the yeah, Cal next flop. week yeah. or something because Cal, they led the Pac-12 in takeaways last year, have one of the best secondaries in the nation. He's going to be put to the test. I mean, mm-hmm. Eastern Washington, we talked about them being a really good program, but Cal's defense is, is one of the best that he'll see on the schedule, and it's coming early, and this is a guy that Eason, before last week, hadn't played football in almost two years. Right. You know, he he gotten hurt, lost his job to Jake Fromm, mm-hmm. transferred, had to sit out all of last year, and now played. So it, it, he, has, he doesn't have a lot of football underneath his belt, and... The Golden Bears are coming. Yeah. Why, are. why not now? I mean, they'll be here eventually. You got those yeah. tough games. You got Oregon, Stanford. I mean, the, the Pac-12. Utah. You know, we sit here talking about it, and I think we're immersed in Pac-12 football, whereas I don't think it's well-regarded nationwide. <laughs> it's We've talked about that. It is not. <laughs> so, you know, 
why why not if you're going to win the league and then you know have some national prominence uh, if that's the word or national um, notoriety yeah would that be the right word or just some, some respect respect <laughs> yeah. yeah as some a team respect, yeah. you know yeah. go ahead and just start beating down conference opponents yeah. if it's a bad conference beat everybody in your conference yeah I, I think the outlook should be pretty decent on UW this year yeah. you know it's they're, they're Utah right now is the probably the favorite they were the favorite in the conference uh, this summer when the media did the polls and mm-hmm. they looked they looked pretty decent against BYU uh, you see why people picked them their defense is outstanding. They hit you. That's just what every Kyle they Whittingham do team that. does. Yeah. They will, like, whether they're good or bad, you're going to feel it come Sunday. That hey, <laughs> like these right. guys, I'm pretty sore today. <laughs> yeah. they, they can hit. But if UW can continue to kind of build Oregon, they look like a good team. They should have beaten Auburn mm-hmm. on Saturday. They kind of they led all the way until nine seconds left in the game, and right. they kind of let that one slip away. But if UW there is a path to the playoff, is what I'm trying to say in a roundabout yeah. way. If they can kind of capitalize on these opportunities, they get both Oregon and Utah at home mm-hmm. in Seattle. If they can get by those games and just kind of avoid any trip ups, I mean, there's there's no at Arizona State where they seem to lose every bizarre. Single time. I, was yeah. it 2000 the last time they won yeah, at Arizona it's State? Bizarre what ASU does, not, does. <laughs> it does not matter how good they are, they will yeah. lose in Tempe. We just know that. So there's none of that on the schedule. So right. if, if I mean, I think they're going to have to run the table to, mm-hmm. to get to the playoff. The Pac-12, I don't think, has the respect nationally to take a one-loss conference champion to the playoff. It's going to have to be an undefeated team. There, I mean, people are thinking that it's a, there's a power four, and the Pac-12 is like one of these group of five teams now. Well said. Yeah, you know, I think that's, that's how they regard the Pac-12 is just a bunch of outliers pretty much. So Yeah, it's... You have to, you know, that was Oregon's chance. If you could beat them was. really on what seems to be like their home turf, granted Texas, but... That happened last year. So Auburn, you know, beat Washington right in the Chick Fil A kickoff classic in, in yep. Atlanta, which was a home game for Auburn. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, what was it three hours from their it, campus yeah, or so? Everybody drove. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you have to fly five hours just to get there. Uh, and so, you need to knock off teams like that in Week yeah. One. And and the Ducks need to finish. Yeah. I mean, that, that good teams finish. That's, you know, that's and and is. Doug Pigsley, our photographer, said it best about Oregon. He goes, "They ran out of gas, but no one was there to pump it for him." Because that's super law in Oregon, right? Where you <laughs> yep. can't pump your own gas. So you know that that law does come into effect though in the winter time. Having worked that's, in Bend for a few years, right, right. it is nice to not have to get out when there's six inches of snow on the ground. I guess so. I really thought about that. But every other time though, it's right. a major inconvenience because you're at the gas station for ten minutes when you should be there for three. <laughs> right, you just wait. And I'm like, am yeah. I really just going to hand you my credit card? Like, what, how do I know yeah. you're not going to run away with exactly. it? Exactly. And maybe people in Oregon are more used to it. But like, are, if you're yeah. from Washington, you go down to Portland and you got to get gas, it's like, like what the I, I will on? sit there and stretch that tank as far as I can into Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> like, oh, I made it. Thank God. I can pump <laughs> yeah. my own gas. I don't know why. Gosh, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's so guy get off my lawn behavior, you know? Really, I, yeah. <laughs> probably should just adjust. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We yeah. all have pet peeves in know, life. You I know. know. Yeah. There, there's no, there's but, nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. It's, like not, not, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I said to my son sometimes, teenagers. You yeah, you yeah, gotta let them yeah. know. We're, it's reality. And we were talking earlier. You said your kids they just started school right. yesterday. Yeah. And the first day go well? First day went pretty well. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it 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 allows for structure. So they got kind of the rhythm. I mean, last night mm-hmm. uh I, I, I was off and it was nine twenty five and my son goes, This is a seventeen year old kid. I'm going to bed because I have to get up early. <laughs> you know, normally you're sitting there, you know, hanging out, watching TV. Yeah. If he's off for a day, watching a movie, playing video games on occasion. Uh, 
so yeah, school is off and running. It just seems to be like everybody's getting to that rhythm, and yeah. the only thing that adds to that rhythm now is the NFL schedule. Football. I mean, Football, it, it's, yeah. it starts tonight. So it was always my favorite time of the year. I mean, like mm-hmm. school, I. I was not one of the, that loved school. Right, <laughs> you know I, mean? right I, I was like, yeah, I like to socialize, I like to see my friends, yeah. but the whole homework every night, I'm like, yeah, uh, I can do without that. <laughs> always having something to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nice when you get done. And that, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking to our kids about that. We have homework due when you're in high school and college. Yep. And then when you become an adult and you have a job, then you have bills that yes, you do. Yes, that's your homework. Yeah, that, there you go. That's it. it just yep. things are the, like, the electricity bill comes, right. and, you know, the cable bill, all always that stuff. Do. And yeah, there's always something. But at least though, with this, like you know, when you go home, you can kind of relax, and right? Kind of do your thing. But with school, it never ends. It feels yep. like you're in school for you're totally right. seven, eight hours. You come home, and you got to do more school. <laughs> now they do everything online. Yeah, which you got to send the assignments yeah, in. Crazy, yeah. yeah, I said, I'm like, you don't even get to hand it in. No, like, yeah. yeah, they got to email. What are you doing? I'm emailing at twelve thirty at night. Yeah, it needs to be there at a moment. I'm like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that, that. I mean, we did a lot. They missed that in, in, <laughs> in college. We got a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like log on to Blackboard or this and that. Right. But when I was in high school, it was still we were still handing in paper, paper you know? assignments. Yeah. yeah, or you type up your your paper or whatever, and then you get, bring a hard copy, hand it in, yep. and. There you yeah, go. It's, it's amazing how like the like, textbooks now are online and right. which I wish which we had. Are, in I know, in college, <laughs> you know? right? College, whew, yeah. You're paying hundred hundred twenty five dollars for a textbook. You try to sell it back, they give you forty. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, that's a racket. <laughs> it's just like what is what is going on here, guys? Freshman year at Iowa, <laughs> I was behind a, a girl in the Iowa bookstore. She had this stack of books, and I said, "What, lady? What's your major?" God, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. "Really? What are you majoring?" Yeah. And she goes, "Nursing." I was like, "Oh, I mean, this it was it was just a stack," and I was getting ready to pay. I had like three or four books, and this is that reality. And so I saw her bill, and it was like eighteen hundred dollars for wow. all these books, and I was like. Oh that my is, God! Because yeah, I, I was paying for my own books, you know. I yeah. was like, "What is going on?" I went and put four books up there. It was like two hundred ten dollars. I'm like, "This is a bunch of malarkey." <laughs> yeah, really? Col- I mean, I know it's expensive going to college, but the book component was ridiculous. That so. is, yeah, eighteen hundred dollars for yeah. books. Yeah, that, and it's, that was one semester of nursing. That's crazy. But the book buyback sucked. Yep, You're it's, totally it's right. always terrible. Yeah, but like, you get ripped off. At the end of the year, you want a Jimmy John's sandwich and a beer or something like that? It, that's if you're it, 21, it came, right? It came in handy for okay, the beer Okay, fine, money. here, take yeah, it. Yeah. I'll sell my soul. <laughs> here are my books, now give me my beer <laughs> my money. My bank account's dry. <laughs> take my books. So. Gosh, yeah, college, was, it, was, it was a fun time. Yeah, yeah Western Washington. For you, Western right? Washington yeah. University, yeah. Great for, I guess I, guess I really time. haven't given my background a whole yeah. lot. You know? Yeah, I w- grew up in Everett. Right. You know, went to Cascade High School, go Bruins. Right. You know, did that, and then uh, went to Western Washington, go Vikings, spent four years up in Bellingham, and then kind of went on this TV journey. Yeah. You know, which was, it was kind of an unorthodox way about doing it, because we don't have a broadcast program at Western. Right. And stuff. So, so how'd you get into it? So uh, what we did, I got an internship with a local nonprofit video production company. Right. That's how I learned how to shoot and edit and right. all that. Which is and, all the stuff you need to do in smaller markets. Yeah. And so through that, we ended up creating a sports show. No way. And yeah, we made a sports show. It was once a week right. and all that. And it was just covering Western sports or Whatcom mm-hmm. County sports. We just kind of tried to make it more like a county show versus just right. a university thing. And I was able to make a tape through that, and then the news director and Ben took a shot That's on That's awesome. Me. And then, I yeah. saw you and Ben once yeah. when I was that, on, which uh, is, on a trip. Which is crazy, yes. small world. Yeah. And stuff, but. I always watch the local news wherever I go, Yeah, just because I like to see what other people are doing, Yeah, especially sports. I, 
if I miss the news, no big deal. But I like to always watch what other sports guys do yeah. and, and how they how they do stuff. Because the cool thing about this podcast is that we have time to talk beyond our three minutes. Yeah, every, every night. That's why we do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it shows that we also we, we have personalities other right. than and opinions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> other than just hey, here's three and a half minutes of right. local sports, yeah. and all right, I'll see you tomorrow. What do you mean, producer? You took thirty seconds away. <laughs> Not even less. Exactly. So. No, I need to show this now. <laughs> right. Exactly. I got a question for you. Yeah. Have you seen the Bears Packers previews with the super fans? I don't think I have no. They're they're out this. They did one with Peyton Manning. They did one with Brett Favre. And oh, okay. It's the guys from Some SNL. Heavy oh, so the the Dub Bears, Bob Schwartzkey's guys. <laughs> yeah. They did one with Favre. You have to watch. Where it was fantastic. I was laughing out loud. And they he, Favre had 336 career interceptions. So they made him the calendar of all of his failures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's it, good it, it, was, it was brilliant because it's a way of promoting the 100th anniversary. Yes, it is. The because normally you have your Super Bowl champ playing Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. But because these two, this rivalry is so old, yeah. they said Bears and Packers take it away, kick off the 100th season. Yeah, so how do you feel about cool. that? Because I'm, I'm not a – I mean, this, this, having the Super Bowl champs playing on Thursday is not a – a thing that they've been doing forever. It's just right. been the last like fifteen years or maybe mm-hmm. maybe twelve years or so. But like when they first announced that, I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. Like right. it's usually it should be the Patriots who are out there playing yeah. whoever. But now, but now that we're gotten close to it and I've seen a lot of the Chicago stuff and right. a lot of the history, I'm like, Yo, I'm kind of pretty fired up for tonight's game. I think it was. It's, I think it was brilliant from yeah. the standpoint of marketing what the NFL is. I think a lot of people beyond beyond New England hate the Patriots. Yes. I think the Bears and Packers and your Cowboys have a national brand. Yeah. I think you're going to come across people from, you know, Pennsylvania to, I know a lot of Pittsburgh fans there, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to California that are Packers fans and, and Bears fans, but especially the, the Packers. Those teams I mean, travel. Like well, the Packers team. travel. Probably, the Packers and the Steelers yeah. probably travel the best right. out of any team. Yeah, so I think from their standpoint of really having a, a, a collective viewership, of people, I mean, people at my gym this morning were arguing about. And one guy's a diehard Packers fan, and this girl he was talking to said she likes the Bears. He just was dismayed. <laughs> They're all watching the game together tonight. But I'm just like, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of funny. So you know, here I am. I, I didn't think either of them were fans of those teams. Yeah, you know, so and they're everywhere. Yeah, and that's probably being a Cowboys fan. That's probably one of the things that always sticks out to mm-hmm. me is just seeing bumper stickers. Doesn't matter what city I'm in. Right, it's Cowboys. I'm like. We're here. Why do you like the Cowboys? So I was born just outside of Dallas. That makes total sense. That, that, yeah. that's, where, yeah. that's where it goes. But we only stayed there for about, well, for a few years of my life. Uh-huh. By the time I was three, we moved up to Everett. But my parents, they were down there for a while right. and stuff. My brother was down there for a little bit longer than I was. Um, but the only thing from the first time I could comprehend anything, it was Dallas Cowboys. That's so, cool. Yeah. Dad's a big fan. Brothers a big fan. My uncles are big Cowboys thing. fans. As so yeah, fan. it was like a family. It's like our family team. That's awesome. So yeah, it was just kind of and like and especially being young, it was like around the Aikman, Emmett, Irvin oh, years. Yeah. So like they were the, the peak, yeah. you know. And it, it hasn't been as great since, but uh, right. but yeah, that's that's how I kind of grew to love the Dallas Cowboys. When you watch football on Sundays, do you get kind of Leon Let worries <laughs> yeah. on, on Thanksgiving anyways or yeah. anything like that? So that poor yeah. guy, I felt bad for him. Yeah, so he had things. yeah he had some, and he was a great player, but he had, he he, was. There, was, there was the Super Bowl thing, just Don Beebe knocks right. it out of his hand, then the next year it's, 
Which is, I right. think it was on the Americas game where one of the players was telling the story that a girl wrote to him after oh, really? Thanksgiving game uh-huh. where he kind of, the, they the blocked, the, blocked thing, the field yeah, goal, yeah. then he goes and touches it, makes yeah. it a live ball, the Dolphins recover. <laughs> so the girl wrote him a nice little letter like, oh my gosh, like don't worry. Like people can bounce back from this. There was a guy in last year's Super Bowl who had the ball knocked <laughs> out of his hands. The girl not knowing that it was Leon Led. <laughs> which I'm sure was just probably just a gut punch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Great. That was but, me. Yeah. I guess I can come back. But yeah, twice. he was he was actually no joke. He was one of my favorite players growing up. It's why in high school I wore 78, just like how he wore 78. I know it. Wow. Know, Big Cat was his right. nickname and stuff, and it just was. Just an unbelievable athlete. Is that your nickname? Play. No, that's oh, not yeah. my nickname. Say it was Big Cat. Start calling you that. <laughs> yeah, that is not my nickname. But yeah, I loved I loved him uh, growing up, and he actually is on the Cowboys coaching staff now. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, that's pretty so, well. Yeah, they they brought a lot of those guys back and kind of cycled them through right. the coaching staff. But uh, but yeah, no, it's high school ball starting up. You right. Know? I'll be out with Paul. Out yeah. at, uh, Have you guys Gig decided Harbor? what game you're doing for sure? Yeah, we'll be doing the uh, Peninsula and O'Day. Right, over in Gig Harbor. Yeah, over in Gig Harbor. O'Day so. is always good. Yes, they are. Man. How many NFL players have got? I think Was it Burleson? He, I think he was an O'Day guy. Yeah, Miles Gaskin, yeah, big Gaskin. O'Day guy. They, Taylor Mays yeah, was Taylor O'Day. Mays. Yeah, lots they, of guys. They, they turn out a lot of, yeah. at least a lot of college guys, and some of them go on to be NFL guys. Mm-hmm. Monty uh, Kohler is the coach, and yeah. it's a tradition there. It and is, over yeah. on Bainbridge, that's a good good time i think they get up for those games over there oh know? yeah so that's it's cool. a, yeah it's a, a big top 10 matchup oday is ranked second and peninsula is seventh right in 3a so i mean for peninsula that's as any state biggest stage to kind of you know plant right. your flag early on in the season it's the home opener it's the season opener and they can come out with a pretty big win if they're able to knock off oday but we know the oday they'll be ready and we were talking the other day, Eastside Catholic. They're wondering if they're one of the better teams they're, in, they're of all time. They are loaded. So we'll we'll see about that. It's what's crazy to me is that a team like that that was not around when I was in high school. I mean, everybody knew Bellevue and how they right. had all those guys, and like we don't have to get into all the the sanctions or whatever that ended up coming sure. on Bellevue. But like they had get like like the Miles Jacks and like all these mm-hmm. guys who ended up playing. He's a very rich man, by the way. Yes, Miles yeah. Jack, yes, congratulations wow, to him deal. just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, just signed an extension to down there in Jacksonville. Yeah. But like Bellevue was the team that, you know, DeCastro right. and Schilling, all those guys who mm-hmm. kind of went through that program, that was kind of the team. But now it's shifted to Eastside Catholic, you know, Kennedy Catholic now with Damon Heward's son right. who was going to go to UW and, you know, Savelle Smalls who is one of the nation's top recruits for uh, this class. And, I mean, he's a UW target. He made their top six. But yeah. seeing kind of the high school football is, I don't know if it's catching up to the basketball because the basketball has always been kind of top notch here in Washington, but the football it's 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 kind of making its making its waves up and turning out some Pac-12 guys now. Yeah, it's always fun to to watch, and it, it it's crazy to see guys like a Miles Jack who you can look at and uh, and you'll say, "Wow, I remember that game he played against Mount Sai where he blew through the entire defense." <laughs> yeah. And then when you see him go on to college and then when you see him as a pro, it's it's fascinating to me to to just track their careers and yeah. you see these young men that stand out at a young age, and you know if they do everything right and continue on that path and, and, and avoid injury, which in yeah. that sport we talked about the brutality of it. Yeah, he bounced back from a pretty bad knee injury yeah. in college. Yeah, because he didn't he left school early just yep. to train yeah. and get ready for the draft. So 
I think that's cool. I I, I like seeing that, yeah. you know. And and I I do get concerned when I'm at a Husky game and I've tra- and I've covered a guy from high school to college to the pros, and then they retire and then they're introduced as a Husky legend. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I remember when. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah so. It's like, oh, I've seen your entire yeah, career. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> but that's a cool thing they do. Yeah. Third quarter, I think every every game, mm-hmm. mid midway through. I I can't remember when they do it exactly, but they always honor former Huskies, which is which is pretty cool. And you like the Huskies, which yes, is good. Yeah, grew, grew up a Husky fan. And yeah. Marcus Tiasasopo is probably my favorite Husky right. ever. You know, like I was ten years old for that Rose Bowl team and growing up watching those guys and I was like man this, these are awesome and the, the new Heisel days and mm-hmm. you know that was a that was an excellent team and he's on the uh, Cal staff now yeah Tui. Believe, yeah yeah, so. yeah Tui, he's kind of bounced around because like, he, he was has. on the UCLA he was on the has yeah the mm-hmm. UCLA, so he's kind of getting into coaching which is which yeah. is awesome you know like I love I just loved watching him play yeah and stuff and yeah he's good guy it's yeah that's that's what I've heard is that he's I've never met him before I think I might be starstruck if I did right yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was good that was a good team that Rose Bowl team yeah uh, that had a number of great players but yeah. I always remember say that uh, Larry, um, Larry Triplett was on Larry, the team yeah he loved was, Larry went on to play yeah, for the Colts yep. but there was a, a the right guard or right tackle I can't remember Matt Rogers mm. I don't know if you remember him but they won the Apple Cup and they were going to the Rose Bowl and Matt sung into the camera when we were interviewing him because he had played at Iowa so we had talked about it and so I would talk to him after games and he started singing this song about roses and roses like whatever Yeah. and the crazy thing was he ended up on one of those American Idol shows and was in the top 10 like long (laughs) after he was done with football I was like I was watching one night I'm a big American (laughs) Idol fan I'll admit that I was watching I was like what? How did he end up there? <laughs> and he, the guy could carry a tune. He was good. Wow. He ended up in the last, last top ten. I mean, you so, got to have some talent yeah. to make it that far. I know. He lives out in California now. He does you know, accounting or he's got a career, <laughs> but he's a good singer, too. So that, That's pretty cool. Well. Yeah. That, that's fun facts. And that's those are the type of fun little nuggets you might get here on right. Femi and Because we have time to talk. We got time to talk, kind of hash <laughs> it out here. And, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll try to make this a weekly thing, you know, if uh, all obviously plans... If they all, they yeah. fit and stuff. I know you'll start traveling here pretty soon. With yeah. next week, going going to Pittsburgh to see the Steelers. And, right, and then uh, you got the trips in October. Yep, go I'll to Cleveland, Cleveland, and get, then Atlanta. Get Those two great quarterbacks. Yeah, so great games, great fan bases. Yep, yeah, I've, uh, I've never been to, uh, to either city, so I'm very excited. You know what you get in Atlanta? What do I? Which we've talked about. Oh, the Waffle House. Waffle House. I'll make sure we put yeah. that on the schedule. You, you got to yeah. do it. We, we, we might go live from the Waffle House. <laughs> you can't go wrong. You can't do, go wrong. Do a live order from the Waffle House. Why not, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, they're good. Mix it up here a little bit. I wonder yeah. what, I've always wondered what Cleveland's like. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's mid-October, so hopefully mm-hmm. the weather is right not the too lake, bad sure. or anything. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hype around that team. I want to know how the fans are there. Yeah, the, they're, the dog pound. They've been through everything. some terrible years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if they really do have a chance this year, it could they be, might be nuts. I mean, are yeah. you looking at a bronze team that's four and one by the time we get there, or whatever week that would be? So yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, there is a lot of hype around the Browns. I think yeah, they're 
a lot of people believe Super Bowl maybe or I mean yeah it's yeah it's I know there. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's but I'm rolling my eyes but yeah. of course I say anybody makes a prediction <laughs> they, right? they, so. they did not make my predictions list but they might make me look stupid <laughs> but anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, I'm just get glad to here? have you here glad yeah. we're doing this I appreciate it yeah. we're gonna have a fun fall and yeah. winter and spring and just you know get get rolling and uh, glad you came up with the idea to do the podcast. Yeah, cool. no, so. yeah, been here for, I think this is what, my fourth week now? I think. Yeah, I'm, feel like you've been here a year. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> starting to lose track yeah. after yeah. all that time, no, right. but yeah, everyone's been kind to me, everyone's been good, great hospitable. Great place to work, and, yeah, we have great yeah. people here, and uh, I, I've always, I think I've told you this, you could take this wonderful building away that we're lucky enough to work in, just keep the people together, we have wonderful yeah. people here uh, that help to make us look good. Yeah, so that's, definitely. But don't take yeah. away the location because it's awesome. That's true. You, you guys would be jealous if you that's saw our true. sports office and what it looks like <laughs> too. So, so yeah. <laughs> so please, just <laughs> we like it here. Right, we do, we do for sure. And stuff. Well, I guess that wraps things up. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Femi and Ferrari is the podcast. Like we said, we'll try to make it a weekly yeah. thing. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of talk a little ball and sports, whatever keeps coming up. We didn't talk about Antonio Brown, which is just something else that's who knows what's going on there. But by the time this posts, he might not be on the Raiders anymore. Right. And just <laughs> glad that the Seahawks don't have him. And I exactly. hope they don't do something crazy like sign him yeah. if he is. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so. Pete and John, they, they sometimes they, they roll the dice. When I heard it, I was like, they, oh, they boy. roll the dice. Yep. <laughs> we, we might have to talk to him in a couple of weeks. So maybe let's cut this off here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys next time.